Hey everybody, Silas Soul here with a word about our newest sponsor, Love Java. Love Java is a coffee concentrate that is CBD infused. And if you are like me and are a fan of bulletproof coffee, you are going to love this stuff. It is a combination of premium cold brew coffee, grass fed butter, MCT oil, with a little cacao for uh, extra flavoring. And man, I am a really, really big fan. Especially for somebody like me who lives on the road, it's very convenient. It comes in a little five ounce concentrated package, which you can make at least two cups of coffee out of. And for somebody like me, it's great. Heat up some water, mix it in, and you're good to go. So I would highly recommend you checking out these folks. They do a wonderful job, and uh, you're going to love it. So once again, this is uh, for Love Java. You can find it at lovejava.com. And tell them Silas sent you. self-sustainability, and self-liberation. I am your host, Silas Soul, and as always, I am joined by the lovely and talented Miss Jackie Kerouac. Hello. What's going on? Living the dream. Yes. So we are back for yet another episode, and I'll try to remember, as I keep forgetting, to start off by saying that, as always, this podcast is covered by the BIPCOT No Government License. This allows for use and reuse by anyone except governments and the agents thereof. You can find out more information about this at pipcot.org. So we are back. We are trying to uh, cram this episode in this week. Well, for this month's issue of the magazine, as uh, we've been together a couple of times, but we haven't really had enough time to record, and now here we are at the last possible minute trying to get this done because, well, you have horrible internet connection, and trying to do this over Zoom or something else will probably just end up much, much worse, so... Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> All right. So as usual, we're going to try to tie this to this month's issue of the magazine. And I think for once, I came up with the idea for this month. You did. And uh, we're trying to cover internet autonomy, right? That's the general gist of, of what we're talking about. Yeah. How to remain autonomous while online, which is ever problematic. Yeah. Not very easy. And uh, this, I, well, you know, it's, it's a topic we really haven't covered yet. And the idea kind of came to me as I was passing some information from a good friend of mine, uh, one of my uh, computer whizzes, Jamin, who sent me some information about the freedom boxes, which apparently have been around for quite a while, but I had never heard of. 
I had never heard of them previously either. Yeah, it's it's basically a self-contained server, so you can actually be your own server. And I think you tried to get in touch with the people from there, but I don't think we had any luck getting through to them, right? Man, I sent them two emails a week for weeks. Well, <laughs> we tried, you know. We did try. But uh, I think we, we put together uh, enough other combinations of conversations you had with people and some articles we have coming in for this month's issue that... I think we're going to cover a lot of the stuff, you know. I think we should cover probably most of it. I think a lot of our contributors, I have all of our material in, and we've got some really great ideas from a lot of really great people. So should be really great. Okay. Well, you did all the talking to these people, so what do you got? Well, um, I have uh, a couple articles on 10 ways to stay autonomous while online, which uh, I'm not going to go into the 10 ways uh, because I want people to read. <laughs> Plus, you're not looking at notes, so I'm guessing you can't even think of them at the moment. <laughs> I can think of a couple. I, I can think of a couple. Uh, one of them was alternate currency, uh, start switching to alternate currency, which we've, we've been hearing. I mean, that's, that's old news in, in, the, in the community. Um, another one is a strong VPN and people that you'd never suspect, like uh, the freedom cell creator, John. Can't remember his last name. John Bush, yes. Thank you. Uh, he, uh, you know, uh, quite a few people that you'd think are super autonomous while online openly admitted they're not doing so great staying autonomous online, but it's something that they want to work on. And I think this will be a great issue to do that. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I could learn a lot because I'm one of those people who is, I've, I've been around people who have talked this game. I've, I know, like I've listened to, you know, our, our friend Rayo at the Vanu podcast. He's been heavy, heavy, heavy on internet security and just... Uh, security culture in general for years mm -hmm. and I listen to all this stuff and I hear all the advice and I go that's great I should really do that and then I don't I'm I'm atrocious when it comes to these things um, I, I used to run a VPN uh, for a long time but that was back in the days when I was doing the freedom fiends and we actually got a couple of us actually got a free VPN from one of our sponsors and they were actually nice enough to continue that service for like a year after we went off the air. So for like three years, I had a free VPN, which was nice. pretty rock solid. Sadly, the only thing I used it for was torrenting movies. Um, That's a big one, though. Well, yeah, but I didn't use it. I didn't make it a general use practice, which if you're going to really be secure or at least attempt to, you really should. Consistency is key. Yeah. yeah. I, I've been looking into it again. I actually I, I caught... One of the podcasts I listen to, somebody's uh, running a, a, an ad as a, one of their sponsors is a v VPN, and I, I need to look into them because their prices seem pretty reasonable. And now that I'm making you know pretty decent money again, I should probably look back into that. I mean, I could always add to my movie collection, but I could also get a lot better with this security type stuff. You know, along the lines of that, another thing that I've heard about for years, and especially me as as somebody who's been an Android user forever, just because I. Could, I was never a fan of Apple and just never wanted to mess with their products to begin with. But there's another podcast I listened to, the Sovereign Tech Podcast, and Brian Sovereign I literally wrote the book on Android security. He, cool. he wrote a book years ago that he has now updated, I think, almost every year for the past four or five years called the Dark Android Series. Ooh. And he actually teaches you how to go into a brand new, or you know, you can go into one that's art you've already messed with and gotten 
manipulated in some way, shape, or form, but actually teaches you how to bring it back down to bare bones, um, strip it of as much of the possible garbage as you can, and get it running, uh, as he calls it, the dark android. And, you know, I, I brought this idea up to a couple of people, and this and the Freedom Boxes thing, and a lot of the typical responses I get are either the people who say, oh, yeah, that sounds really good. I should, I, I never thought of that, or I should. Or people go, well, you know it's not completely secure. All right, thank you, <laughs> asshole. I know that. But this is still a lot better than what most of us are dealing with. It's true. You it's know? true. I think I think a lot of us fall into that. It, it's either pass or fail. And I don't think it's necessarily pass or fail. I think, I think it's mostly... Uh, consistency and i think it's also uh cutting down the risk maybe not eliminating the risk altogether but if we can minimize our risk that's huge well exactly i mean that's the whole idea of vanu you know the whole idea of vanu which we've mentioned tons of times on the show and in the mm -hmm. magazine and stuff we obviously work pretty closely with uh with the guys over there at the vanu podcast but that's the the whole idea of vanu is limiting your exposure to co coercion Obviously, the ideal is zero, you know, but right. to get there, especially in this day and age, pretty difficult. You it's know? real hard. It's real hard. And, and I think we also forget that just because it doesn't completely eliminate our risk doesn't mean it's a failure. It just means it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think, uh, well, at least that's my hope that that's a lot of people's takeaway from this month's magazine and this podcast as well, that... You know, you know, perfect is the what is it? The, what's that saying? The perfect is the enemy of the good, mm -hmm. or, or vice versa. What? Yeah, that's that's it, right? Yeah. So you know, I've I think part of my issue has been for ever since I started putting all the pieces together years ago and and figured out what exactly was going on with the government and all this type of stuff. I just kind of shrugged everything off and just ran under the assumption that the NSA is going to hear whatever they want to hear. They're going to find whatever they're going to find. And I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to keep putting myself out there. I'm going to be a public figure. I'm going to say these things publicly and not care because they're going to find it if they want to anyway. So what's the point in hiding? Probably not the smartest tactic. <laughs> no, it's very, it's very exposed. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, but although the interesting thing is... I've been saying this for years. I've been very public about a lot of things that in the past have gotten other people in trouble. But for some reason, I tend to get left alone. However, a lot of people that I either know or know through other people have recently got caught up in the whole wave of, you know, all the uh, all the perma, perma zuckings from Facebook, yeah, yeah. At, which were then followed up by visits from one of the alphabet soup agencies. I've heard. Yeah, I know at least, uh, I think at least two of the co-hosts of our friends at the uh, ran, uh, Anarchy Around uh, Among Friends Roundtable, I think at least two of them got a visit from the FBI. Um, a couple of my them, friends did too a couple weeks ago. You know, and it's all just from what they post online, mostly what they post on Facebook. And it's all, you know, they started with the, the, the Boogaloo Boys a while ago, and then they tried to follow up with the, you know, went on with the debacle of the uh, so-called election and uh, everything with that, and then the, uh, the 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 alleged insurrection that happened last month, <laughs> which right. is of course complete bullshit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they're I mean, they're always out there looking, and you know, it's probably not a bad idea to be a little bit more secure. I mean, I'm probably not going to stop talking as, as freely as I do. I'm probably not going to stop doing a lot of the things that I've been doing, but that's just because I'm an idiot, you know. 
But uh, I also, it's tough because there's a line I think you have to draw. Well, maybe not so much draw, but there's a balance you have to try to find between being as secure as you can. But I've always been a firm believer that the type of de- ideas that we espouse, the type of you know the lifestyle that we try to live up to, the only way to get other people on board with us is not to force them. Exactly. It's not to badger them. It's to show them what's possible. Preach. You know, and I spent years wasting time online, stupid debates, arguing with people for days on end, trying to convince them of these ideas. And yeah, it caught, you know, I won a few people over. I mean, we've talked about this before. There's actually, in the just in the past, actually since we've known each other, there's so many people that have come forward in just different conversations and been like, oh yeah, by the way, I used to listen to your podcast and you're the reason, and you're the reason. I'm like, shit, I had an impact on people? <laughs> like, it blows, still blows my mind to this day. Yeah. But for every person, you know, every person I actually made some kind of connection with or, or made sense to, Hundreds, maybe thousands just went right past them, right over their head. They just continued thinking that I'm an idiot, I'm a conspiracy theorist, I'm a psycho, whatever. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I reached that turning point years ago where I just said, screw it. I'm not playing that game anymore. I'm just going to go out and live it and then put my information out there and not as a try to hear, this is what, you know, let me show you. No, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm, this is what I'm able to achieve Maybe you'd want to try it too, because if some schmuck like me can pull this off, anybody can. I don't know about schmuck, but yeah. Well, you're a little biased, so. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I, I've never been the argue online. I'm Well, generally when I argue online, it's because I'm in a pissy mood, not because I'm trying to turn anyone to, to, to my line of thinking. So I generally don't engage about politics or anything else, because I just... I'm not, I'm not the book read guy. I'm not the I read Mises guy. I'm not Mises. the whatever. I'm not that guy. I'm the guy that's just lived it my whole life. So uh, I'm the guy that that lives that way. And and hopefully people are like, this broad can do it. I could probably do it too. So yeah, kind of the same principle. Um, I find that it's less scary when when there are people, when there are faces in the crowd that say, yeah, I'm, I'm doing that. And I think the more you go forward and say, these are the things I'm doing or do the things that you're doing. And same with me. I think people are kind of like, hmm. And people come out of the woodwork and we've met so many people that are living the life too. So it's good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, like I said, you can... Talk to your blue in the face. You can provide the most logically consistent evidence-based arguments you want. But the reality is most people are inherently followers. And in order to make any kind of change in their life, they actually, they don't, they don't need stuff. They don't need the evidence as far as stuff they can read in a book, or they right. can, or they can find online, or they can watch videos. Even though that is a form of evidence, they need real world experience. They need to see people doing these exactly. Things. And what we've seen, and we've even seen the people that are the big talkers, like they they've done all the research, but they don't live it. Oh, those people! Just, I mean, I used to be one of those people, and oh, they just, they piss me off to no end at this point. And, uh, I think that's why those people need 
living, breathing proof, though, is because you've got so many talkers, you've got so many people that will tell you how it is, but don't have the balls to actually walk the walk. And I think that's why people are craving living examples of freedom. Yeah. It's funny when it, when you were saying that, that one person popped to mind automatically. And I, I don't really want to call him out by name because he is a friend of mine. Uh, we'll just refer to him as double A as I call him, uh, Admiral <laughs> Autism, uh, my, my buddy. Um, I was watching him engage in, in, in like, and I actually made a couple of posts about this recently, make, basically poking fun at the people who sit there and argue amongst themselves exhaustively yeah. and, you know, and, and then um, and then get nowhere with it. Um, but I watch him have these to this day. I mean, we've known each other for years. He's actually been in the movement even longer than I have. Um, but he's still doing the same thing. And then I saw him engage in a conversation with somebody else about the whole mask situation and what it's like where he's living and whatnot. And he actually came out and said it. Yeah, I try not, I, I try not to wear one a lot of times, but I will put one on depending on where I'm going ga by gauging the situation itself because I don't want that extra stress if it's a situation where it's a store that's trying to enforce their own mandate and I don't see anybody else around. I just don't want to, I don't want to deal with the hassle. And I'm like, well, see, there's right, there's the problem right there. That's like, the problem. I get the idea, but not wanting to put yourself out there. I, I understand that, but that doesn't get us anywhere. None of us want to put ourselves out there. Yeah. I mean, I, I deal with it all the time. I, I constantly walk into places. I mean, you were saying around here, things have started to ramp up again. Everywhere I've gone since I, whenever I come to visit you, nobody bothers me. I walk in any store I want. Nobody says a word. Um, you know, I, I still, I, I still, um, attest that it, it has something to do with my resting bitch face um, <laughs> and I scare people off, but that's fine. It works. It works. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think, uh, I think we've drifted a little further, a little far away from the topic. Um, but maybe not really. I think maybe internet autonomy is just like any other form of autonomy in that, uh, we have to stand out a little you know, and blend in when we can, but hopefully minimize our risk and still stand tall and be a beacon. I think, I think the masks are no different. I think everything can be tied to autonomy, whether it's internet or body. Okay. Fair point. Um, but yeah, we do, we definitely do need people out there. Um, whether it's the, the mass situation or the or, or or becoming more secure in you know in in your behaviors and your actions and what you do and and how and how you go about doing things we definitely need people out there showing others the way i mean especially when it comes to this internet autonomy i mean like i said i freely admit i'm an idiot when it comes to a lot of these things even though i know better um but i'm trying i'm trying to work on that um uh, but we definitely need that and that's why i'm i'm glad to see that there are some groups forming uh, I've, I've become a, a part of a couple of them that people, this is, that's their main focus and that's all they're working on. And, um, they're very private as far as they're not, you know, they're not going out putting themselves on blast, but they're involving more and more people. And there's yes. a, there's a serious vetting process going on. Luckily, a couple of these groups I've happened to know, like I personally known the members for years, so I was I was accepted in, even though I freely admit that I'm an idiot when it comes to these things. <laughs> but they're willing to take me on because they know me personally. We've hung out, and they know they can try. They know that because of my history with everything that's gone on with me over over the past, especially over the past decade, 
they know I could be trusted because not only will I put myself out there, I will put myself in harm's way. I will. Uh, you put uh, yourself on national news. I'll put my yeah. I'll put myself on national news yeah. to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I can be trusted. Well, I like to think I could be trusted. Obviously, they do too. Um, but getting back to that subject, so what? I know you said you didn't want to go into the specifics of some of this stuff, but what? Uh, what else do we have? You know, what? What are the things for this month? You know, well, we Vanu the- again, um, uh, Rayo brought some really great tips and tricks from the Vanu side of things. Uh, so more of blending in, more minimizing risk, VPNs. Um, we've got um, a great article from uh, Tap Math again. Y'all, uh, the dedicated readers, might remember him from a couple issues ago. He's our Bitcoin guy. Uh, he had some great uh, advice on um, staying internet autonomous, uh, using Bitcoin, using um, some other uh, secure apps and chat apps, uh, Signal, uh, Telegram, Keybase, which none of them are going to be bulletproof, uh, as we've earlier established that nothing's going to be a solid airtight thing, but it's a step. Yeah, Definitely. It's, it's interesting too because when it comes to like this the messaging apps and stuff i mean when keybase first came out it was touted as this you know oh here we go this is we're finally going to have the thing we've been looking for and then over the over the course of the last year they were bought out by the company that owns zoom right um so i don't know how much we can trust that anymore now there is um i like the vetting process on keybase because yeah i do too in order to you i mean you can you can get an account but in order for you to actually be able to converse with other people. I, what is it? Like there's a two or three step thing that you actually have to follow where you have to connect yourself to other accounts of yours so people can actually verify that it's you. Exactly. So, so nobody could be running around using your name and claiming, hey, it's me, you know, blah, blah, and trying to, and try to infiltrate. Now, of course, there's still going to be situations where I'm sure the Alphabet Soup agencies will find some way to infiltrate. I mean... There was a big talk about that around the whole events of the so-called insurrection where, you know, people were hopping on a te- – because Telegram lit up like a Christmas tree. Yeah. When uh, all the uh, when all the, the permazuck started happening, people were getting booted off of Twitter and then there was – and then Parler got taken down. Uh, yep. uh, Parler got taken down temporarily. So a whole bunch of people – I mean, my – my thing was dinging same all day long mm-hmm. with all these so and so joined twitter uh, telegram so 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 and so joined telegram and it wasn't my anarchist friends yeah it was my normie friends yeah same with and i was like and telegram they were all hop and and then i started to put the pieces together a lot of them are more conservative types so that made sense because oh, they're yeah, the yeah. ones who were getting Parler run out and- but there were a couple of hardcore democrats i know who also were hopping on these things hmm. And it's just because they're looking, people are looking for other avenues. Yeah. And where, like, I mean, I've been on Telegram since 2014, 2015, maybe. A lot of people are just finding out about this. Yeah. You know, so yeah. like, like I was saying before, though, with, with Keybase, I really like the idea of Keybase. And of course, when Key, also when Keybase first kicked off, they were actually giving away um, cryptocurrency. They were giving away airdrops of the Stellar Lumens. I remember. Um, I managed to get in, and just at the end of that, I think I got two airdrops before they cut that off. They, they were talking about starting it back up again, but then Zoom bought them out, so who knows if that's ever going to happen. Boo. But the idea is there. Um, you know, Telegram. I, I mean, I'm a big fan of Telegram. There's a lot of people who have argued for a long time that it's not as secure as it can be. 
I do know for I do know at least that it was created by an anarchist, uh, Vitaly, uh, whatever his name is. Um, you know, he's more aligned with our thinking than uh, some other people. So he does, you know, he does a pretty decent job. Signal was always supposed to be more secure because Signal is supposed to be encrypted out of the box uh, as a, you know, as a default rather than having to set it like you do on Telegram. Right. Um, but I'm sure something, you know, that there's other things in the mix. I was just recently introduced to an app called Conversations, Ooh. which you can only get through, um, what is it, the F-Droid program where you, where, you don't, where you don't use the Google Play. You, there's a, you know, a jailbreak type thing that they've created over the years. Which called, I think it's called F-Droid where a lot of the so-called hackers and whatnot use. Um, I know uh, when I was mentioning before, Brian Sovereign and his Dark Android series, that's what he tells people to use in order to download your apps because you can get a lot of the apps that you can get on the Play Store through F-Droid. Um, but yeah. I was just recently introduced to that. That seems to be a very secure platform. Um, obviously, not a lot of people are using it. You need connections to be able to get into it, uh, to get started with it. But, you know, it's there. So... Smart. That I, type of stuff, you know, it's going to become increasingly important, I think, oh, especially yeah. with the, the continued zuckings and, and whatnot. Oh, man. I mean, even if you're not getting zucked, I mean, quite frankly, I don't know about any of any of, any of our listeners or readers, but quite frankly, just not having uh, that censorship online is is so fucking obnoxious. I mean, if I want to share an article about vaccines, because I'm an anti-vaxxer and a benign article, but something about body autonomy, and I'm told that I can't post it, well, fuck you, I'm going <laughs> to post it. So I think even if you're not getting permazocked, just the amount of censorship, the amount of uh, orchestrating what people can see and what they can't see and algorithms and... I think it's bullshit. I think there are some telegram chats that have been incredibly engaging that far exceed the interest level from Facebook ever could. Uh, and I think, you know, I think Facebook, it's peaked. And I think we're going to start seeing a tipping point here uh, by their own creation. And hopefully these other chat places thrive as a result. Well, yeah, I mean, going, uh, sticking along the lines of social media, I mean, I think P Facebook peaked a long time ago. <laughs> well, and it's, it's you like gotta be, you gotta be careful with that censor, that censorship word, because so many people, that, that causes such a hubbubaloo. Hub yeah, okay, I can say that word. <laughs> um, you know, because, oh, Mafri's Peach, and no, it's a private company. They could do what oh, they want and all that stuff. Well, okay, the, the reality is. Facebook, Twitter, all these social media platforms, they are not private companies. Not anymore. We, they is, haven't been in a long time. No, they haven't. They're, this this is, I mean, I say it all the time. It's a line I picked up from Dr. Robert Higgs, who, who I actually learned picked it up from one of his graduate students originally. She was, I can't remember the woman's name, unfortunately, but she was the one who actually came up with this years ago. But to describe the, uh, the U.S. government as a soft participatory fascism. Yeah, and it's been that way, Brilliant. probably since the early nineteen, early twentieth century. Yeah, you know, ever since the Woodrow Wilson years. I mean, I I make the running joke every every uh, every new selection. I put out a, a version of the same meme where I said it's it's basically the next term of Wilson. I think we're up to the twenty seventh term of Wilson <laughs> at this point um, because it's just you know one thing after the other. But we've been living under that system for a very long time, 
And now these companies aren't even being shy about it. They're just coming out there and, but they, they use certain language that if you say the word fascism, I mean, fascism, the word fascism is just, it's lost all meaning at this point because everybody's a fascist. Everybody's a Nazi. Oh my um, word. But going under the, the etymology, going under the, going under the, the way that, uh, Mussolini originally described it, you know, the merge, the merger between corporate, uh, corporate corporations and government. That's that's what it is. That that's economic fascism, and that's what we've been living under. Mm-hmm. And these companies are just picking it up. Um, like I said, you, you say these words and people freak out. You're not being censored and blah blah. Okay, well, to an extent, you are, because like you said, you can't. I mean. I've run under the assumption that I've been shadow banned on Twitter for years now because mm-hmm. I don't have like a huge following, but I have a decent enough one that I should be getting a lot more engagement when I go right. on there that I do. And it's literally only when somebody much bigger than me happens to catch one of my tweets and they retweet it, then it goes all over the place. Otherwise, nobody sees my shit. Yeah. Even on Facebook. I mean, I get such low numbers um, even on my like happy feel good post, you know, like I put up a, I, the, recently I put up a picture of my kids and my niece and uh, those ones I usually, cause even Such my normie, cute photo. Even, even my normie, normie friends and my, uh, and my family will react to those things. But even that it's like maybe a hundred reactions out of the 3000 plus followers I have or something. So these things just aren't being seen. Right. Um, so, you know, like I said, I, I think Facebook is long packed past peaked. I'm going to stay there as long as I can, though, because I've thought about it a lot. I've listened to some other people talk about this. I know a lot of people are fleeing and, and wanting to find other avenues. But I, I got I got some what I think is some pretty decent advice some, from some pretty hardcore people that I've known for a long time. And, and they said, you know what? Yeah. Does it suck? Yes. Are you going to have a limited reach? Yes. But if you hop off of there on your own, all you're doing is increasing the echo chamber. Exactly. You need to stay there and fight as long as you can and keep putting out that information, keep trying to connect, keep trying to do what you're doing for as long as they let you. Right. Because um, otherwise, it's just going to turn into a giant echo chamber and then it is a complete waste. It's starting to now. I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's real messed up now. I know a lot of people are not seeing a lot of real posts and they're complaining that there's not real posts it's out there the information is out there which is so frustrating because it's 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 there and it's not there at the same time so um our very own adam and williams we interviewed him a couple issues ago or maybe last uh, issue now last month, yeah. okay and uh you know he said it best if you uh if you use facebook to work for you uh you don't work for it and I think that's very simple, but I think it's powerful because like you said, if, if you, you know, if, if you leave Facebook for a better platform, then you're leaving just the cesspool of basically government junior of Facebook. And uh, then that information really doesn't go anywhere. So make it work for you. Yeah. 
Well, no, I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, to an extent, obviously, if you're if you're using these social media sites to any extent, you are being used because you know anything you get for free that means you're the pro that means you're the product. <laughs> well, that's true, but again, like if you use some of these other tactics, like the VPN and a few other things to beef up your security, then when you use Facebook, you're still exposed, but maybe not as exposed. Yeah. Well, no. They, uh, yeah. Like we've been talking about, there's always ways to mitigate this type of stuff, right? But you know, until there's a better option, you know. That's what's really frustrating to me is there are so many options. There are, but there aren't very good ones. I mean, for a long time, MeWe was touted to be one of the next ones. I mean, I've been on MeWe since 2015. MeWe was obnoxious. Most people, uh, you know, a lot of people weren't using it for a long time. Then there became a large push in the last year where more people started using it. But then they turned around and started censoring certain posts and yep. saying they were going to start cutting things off. And they've proven themselves to be the type of company that if Apple or Google or Amazon says, yeah, you need to knock this off or we're cutting you off completely, they're going to hop in they're line. They're going to comply, um, yeah. As far as I can tell, right? I mean, I haven't really, I never messed with Parler. As far as I know, it, they got themselves back up and running again. Under They, they found another, ser- another uh, service to actually run them after Amazon dumped them. Apple dumped them too, I think. Yeah, but they were using Amazon Web Services, oh. which is why they, which is why Amazon was able to take them down completely. Like when Apple oh, cuts, when when Apple cuts companies off, they just take them off the App Store, off the app, off the right. uh, the Apple App Store. So you can't you can't put them onto your phones or your iPads or whatnot. But the 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 syst- the program the uh, site is still out there live. When Amazon cuts you off, if that's who you're using for your web hosting services, oh, you fucked. disappear. Yeah, you're gone. Um, as far as I know, they uh, they were able to be picked up by somebody else who got them back up and running again. Woo-hoo. But I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about that. Um, same thing with Gab, same thing with Mines. The only one yeah. that right now I... It's kind of hard to say I have faith in because they're they're running through a lot of issues right now. But I I would really like to see succeed is Float. I knew you were going to say that. Well, because Float is run, it was started and run by two anarchists from our community who I don't know personally, but friends of mine know personally and say they are two of the greatest, sweetest, nicest people. And they really just want to do this to give people a platform to speak freely. They actually want to follow through with what all these other companies promised. That's nice. Um, it's huge. You know, uh, Aaron and Kingsley Ed- Edwards, by all accounts, uh, they're great people. Um, and they're actually hosting Float Fest uh, down in, I believe, in Austin, Texas, uh, second week of March, perhaps. Keep it weird. I got to get you that uh, information so we can update the calendar for uh, this month's magazine. Sorry, folks. The calendar has been a mess the last month. The last month, the calendar has been a mess for the past half, half a year. We, it hasn't been updated uh, since okay, I joined maybe. the team. <laughs> All right, that might be true. <laughs> but anyway, they're holding a little mini fest down in Austin, which uh, depending on the timing of things and where I end up, I'm going to see if I could swing by there. That's exciting. Um, they actually, they have a, they're creating their own cryptocurrency to tie to it that they're supposed to be launching soon too. That's exciting too. They I, do have a crypto platform on their chat. Well, right platform. right now they already have they have it working with Bitcoin. You can actually send uh, satoshis to people, or you know, however much you can actually you can give you can 
give people money for their, you know, for their posts or whatever and stuff like that. But they're working on their own cryptocurrency to, oh, to flip nice. it. So they'll have their own and then they'll open it up. They're trying to open it up to more cryptos too. So nice. people can share cryptos back and forth that way. Ooh, that would be huge. PayPal, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Um, like I said, unfortunately, they're having a lot of issues right now. They don't have the server power, the it does run slow a lot of the times. Yeah, uh, a lot does. of us have found because I only joined up a co- like about a month or so ago, and in that time, I've seen service be down completely. Yeah, uh, numerous times, and they're always you know they they try to get on top of it and they'll send out a, a you know big message to everybody. They'll send you an email. We're really sorry. You know, we're working on it. We'll get it back up as soon as possible. You know, growing pains and stuff. Yeah, but you know, I think one of the biggest problems is. So many people have been on Facebook for so long and are so used to the user interface, um, just how everything is set up, uh, the connections they have. And despite all the complaints, I mean, how many people do you know that swear they're leaving Facebook forever and two days later they're back posting again? Oh, my God. Just about every one of you have threatened. Well, exactly. And I only know a couple of people who actually left and stayed off. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not talking about the ones who got permazucked on people who I'm talking about people who willingly like left. Rayo. Rayo willingly left. He deactivated He's one of the few account. people that I believe will actually stay off because he's yeah. committed to this type he of stuff. He is committed. He absolutely but is. But my, my point was I think so many people... They say these things and they want to move on and they want to go somewhere else or just be done with it altogether. But you've you've become so accustomed to this that going to any of these new avenues, like I remember that was with MeWe. I mean, like I said, I, 2015, I think a bunch of us hopped on MeWe originally. Yep, same. And we were all excited. And then it's like you get there and it's like, well, womp, the womp. user interface sucks. I mean, for the longest time, you had to have the app to use it. Yeah, and I am not. I I hate. I don't have any of the social media with except with the exception of Float. I don't have any social media apps on my phone. I use the mobile uh, mobile ver- mobile uh, website version Same. for everything. So it just I I was like, listen, I want to use it, but I can't. I I'm not going to put another app. I'm not going to put one of these apps on my phone. Sorry, I'm not going to do it. Right. So for the longest time, I couldn't even use it unless I was at my laptop. And then even though they even though they finally changed that, and even though now I can access it through a mobile website. It's still you go there, and it's there's something missing because it, and it's 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 you know all the horrible things about Facebook, but it's just what we become used to. So any of these new startup companies, um, even the ones that have been around for a couple of years, they're competing with a juggernaut that it's it's outright that the, for all the problems it has, it's it's what everybody's become accustomed to, and it's, yeah. you know it's you know that dopamine release everybody's looking for. It's uh it's hard to topple. It is hard. And, and I think, uh, you know, Facebook, Facebook is kind of like one of those uh, spirally light bulbs. Uh, when it breaks, that mercury goes everywhere. And um, when you when you when you draw that line in the sand and people leave like that great exodus, whether by choice or not, I think you become that mercury. And so you scatter. So some people are on Keybase, some people are on Float, some people are on MeWe, some people are on wherever. Whereas Facebook, it was centralized. And, you know, a government is centralized. And a, a lot of our issues with government is centralized. And I think the decentralization will take getting used to. But I think once we can get into a groove like we did with the centralization, I think autonomy will come a little bit easier as we kind of find our way. 
Well, that's the hope. <laughs> Every time. All right. Well, I don't know if I have much else. I mean, I'm sure we could keep going, but I do want to try to keep this one short. We so. could talk forever about this, but I do want to say that tomorrow is RTA's one-year anniversary, the 9th of oh. February. That was our, yeah, that was our very first issue. So um, I want to take a little bit of time to just thank everybody that read our issues, that listened to the podcasts, that cheered us on, that um, took the time to be interviewed, uh, that shared some really rad ideas and information. I just want to say thank you. Yes. Well, I, I, I haven't been here since <laughs> I haven't been here for a year yet. But yes, thank you to everybody who has uh, stuck with us and stayed with us until I joined and, and continues to stay with us because, you know, we uh, we do we do we do this out of love. You know, we're mm. not uh, we're not we're not breaking the bank on this or anything. But, you know, no, God, no, <laughs> no, we we do this for you. We do this uh, because of you, and uh, we do this because uh, hopefully you'll join us, and the more people that join us, join, us, join, join the us. dark side, maybe, just maybe, we could have a little pocket of freedom. Hell yeah. All right. Well, anything else you want to add before we get signing off? Buy my book. <laughs> yes as always buy the book please <laughs> alright well with that we will get wrapping up thank you everybody as always for joining us yes uh, and uh, you know hopefully between all of our babblings and uh, some of the interesting stuff we have coming out in this month's issue of the magazine you might learn something and uh, get yourself a little freer a little more secure and uh, then we can start having a lot more fun Oh, man, I'm so ready for the fun. Hell yeah. All right. So once again, thank you, everybody. This is Silas Soul, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Love, peace, and voluntary interactions for all. <laughs>